Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Mixed Feelings. I'm your host, Natalie Roach. Welcome to those of you who are new and welcome to those of you who are returning. So glad that you're here. And this is a podcast about my mixed feelings, perspective, take on current events and various topics related to the human experience. I am delighted that you are here. And if you have any comments, questions, would like to get at me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Natalie C. Roach, N-A-T-A-L-I-E-C-R-O-A-C-H. That is my Twitter handle. And you can also email email me at the show, which is allmymixedfeelings at gmail.com because clearly mixed feelings was taken. So it's allmymixedfeelings at gmail.com. Would be happy to hear from you. And as always, we are going to start with what is going on in the world. Well, I can start with what's going on in Ontario. And what's going on in Ontario is that the race for the next uh, Premier of Ontario is on. The election is happening in June, but the Liberals, the NDP and the Conservatives are, are at it. Kathleen Wynne has challenged the other leaders to three public debates before the June election. I thought it was funny that all the major networks in Canada have only agreed to and scheduled one. It's happening on like May 26th or something at 6 p.m. It's like, yeah, that's not exactly going to be a ratings uh, a ratings boost for us. So we'll give you one rather than three. So anyways, the Liberals, you know, bless their heart and the NDP, bless their heart and the Conservatives, I, I won't say that, but there's a lot of there's a lot of promises being thrown around here. So the Liberals are promising free childcare from age two and a half to five. The NDP is promising free dental, free childcare, free prescriptions for everyone. And I, I just it's kind of left me feeling a little bit a little bit skeptical about the veracity of these statements. I mean, and I kind of feel as if the conservatives are going to go on a completely opposite tack. I mean, obviously they already are by saying, you know, stop the gravy train. That's not what he's saying. I mean, Doug Ford's, I guess, being a little bit more, a little bit more dynamic than his brother and saying we have to put money back in the taxpayers' pockets, which is not exactly breaking the mold, but it's not just saying we're going to stop the gravy train. But anyways, I feel as if, you know, the conservatives are just going to do something totally different and say, we're not going to offer you free childcare. We are not going to offer you free dental. We are not going to offer you free prescriptions. But what we are going to do is give you bursaries to the LCBO. That's my prediction. Not, that is my election prediction. So that's the main thing about what's going on in the world in terms of um, stuff that, you know, is serious and important. But stuff that is also serious and important to me and to anyone with an intact auditory processing center. Beyonce performed at Coachella yesterday and Twitter blew up. And I think a tweet that summarized it correctly was someone saying that Beyonce is a goddess trapped in a human body. And I might say that her body and shell is actually not very human, but is definitely leaning more towards the goddess side. I I cannot wait to watch this video. I can't wait. I've been saving it. It was hard to find a link that had like decent quality, but I found one that has decent quality. Thank you to at Fine Godmother. That's her Twitter handle for posting the link with the actual video. I just just tickled pink. I can't wait to watch it. I've seen some clips. And I mean, just thank you for continuing to delight us with your presence, Beyonce, and to lift us out of the heaviness of what can befall the human experience and just delighting us with your light. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Beyonce, Beyonce is, she is manna from heaven. She is a gift from God. 
I I can't I can't say like just she is so dedicated to excellence and to making the human condition a better one and I just delight in her so much and I fully stand by my fandom and by the statements that I've made about Beyonce I can't wait to watch that so two things that are happening that are serious and important in the world number one Beyonce performed at Coachella number two there is a a race for the new premiere of Ontario and I think we all know that the second one falls far behind the first one so moving right along to me it was my birthday relatively recently I celebrated my 34th birthday on Thursday April 5th and interestingly Thursday April 5th was actually the day that I was born I was born on Thursday April 5th 1984 which kind of I don't know makes it seem a little bit more special but it was also special because I took the day off after my birthday what um, I had a great time. I, you know, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't really looking forward to this birthday. Normally I do look forward to my birthdays, but this is one where I'm like, huh, solidly in the mid thirties. Don't feel quite ready for that. Um, but let's just see how this goes. And Kevin just, Kevin treated me like a freaking queen. It was amazing. He took me out to Blue Blood Steakhouse. I mean, just just so sumptuous and luxurious and beautiful and I just I I felt like a million dollars I felt like a friggin million dollars was amazing excuse me I got a ribeye steak that was just marbled with the perfect amount of fat and you know just these delicious wild mushrooms that were probably you know handpicked that day by like little girls with their hair and braids and you know forest green hand baskets and the most delicious I don't even like mashed potatoes y'all and these were the best mashed potatoes I have ever had in my life like I don't know what they put in there but it it, I I actually don't want to know what they put in there not because of like calorie content but I'm you know I feel like I'm this is probably I don't know like some endangered friggin duck liver or something you pureed and put in here but I don't need to know but what I need to know is that I just I felt like a million dollars felt like a 10 out of 10 it was such a such a nice treat I had such a good time and then the next day I went to the William Ashley warehouse sale with my mom and got shit that I really don't need for the house thank you mom it was amazing and then my girlfriends and I went to Body Blitz and a little more nudity than I've ever I've ever encountered there. And that was actually echoed by by my fellow ladies. We went to uh, the Body Blitz in King Street East here in Toronto. And you have the option to go fully nude. Um, I've talked about Body Blitz on the podcast before. But this time I was I was surprised. I've never seen this many people opting for the for the fully nude. And I I don't have a as as one of the girls said, who will remain nameless. I thought this was very aptly put. I don't have a problem with the nudity. I have a problem with me not being able to stop staring at the nudity. And you know what? Valid. Valid. We're all curious human beings, you know? It's all, uh, it's all good. I mean, I don't know if I can say that, like, blatant staring is all good, but I mean, hey, we're all curious. It's all out of love. So that was, uh, that was that. And then I had my girlfriends over for a very grown-up, um, it, lovely lady pizza dinner. It was awesome. I ordered pizza from uh, Regina Pizzeria in Trattoria at College in Dovercourt, Ossington area. Anyways, I'm sure it was delicious. I don't, I don't particularly indulge in pizza, but the lady said that it was fantastic. And just, we had a really just great conversation that, you know, I just looked out at one point I was sitting on the couch and I looked out and I'm like, I've got these tulips going that my manager and my colleagues got me at work and they're so beautiful. I've got these pink and white tulips going. We got the candles lit. 
we had amazing pizza and salad and I'm just, you know, the sunlight was coming in the window and I'm, you know, the candlelight's going and had some acoustic covers going on in the background. You know, it was it was like a freaking shoot for a goddamn jewel video. It was amazing. You know, that was a that was a way back playback. I'm sure I could have picked a more current reference. Uh Okay, well apparently I can't pick a more current reference. So it was it was like a shoot for a jewel video. I had a I had a great time. Thank you thank you for making my birthday special to my lovely boyfriend and to my friends. I'm very lucky and grateful to have you in my life. And interestingly, it was really nice to get uh given uh to by my friends because interestingly, I actually my uh my lovely uh my lovely well, I don't know, quad Kevin's mom, Shirley, who's, who's lovely. She sent me this article about what kind of friend are you? And it's based on the Myers-Briggs personality type. And I am an ESFJ. And I know that because my mom has done my personality type. And, uh, that is what I came out as. And it was bang on. This woman said, based on your type, scroll down to see what kind of friend you are. And mine was pretty freaking accurate. It was, uh, here we go. ESFJ. The giver. As a friend, your thoughtfulness knows no bounds. You plan parties, give the most clever and attentive gifts, remember at least half a dozen people's hyper-specific coffee orders for bad days, and send cards for your friend's big accomplishments, and occasionally just because. You're a detailed doer, but every action is taken with sincerity and emotion. When you're half when you're half your massive friend group's emergency phone call, you know you're doing something right. Bracket, just make sure you have a reliable number to call to. I mean, don't get me wrong, that is heavily skewed in the positive direction. And for me to say that it's bang on is kind of egotistical because trust me, there's things I do that aren't great in the friends world, i.e. being way too sensitive. But I, I don't know. I, 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 I have been told, I have been told that I give good gifts. And I do think that I give good gifts. I, I dick Tracy the fuck out of gifts and I, excuse, excuse the profanity, but I, I'm, I'm a pretty good gift giver and I haven't read some of these other ones, but, uh, I wonder if they're all positive or if some of them are kind of negative. One is called the detached philosopher. Oh shit. I don't want that to be me. You pop in and out of your friends' lives all the time, but never intentionally. You're just introverted and kind of loathe plans. Yeesh. I don't want to be that person. I wouldn't want that person in my life. See you later, INTP. Uh, so anyways, I thought that was interesting. What kind of friend are you? A good one. So that is what is going on with me. Um, other thing I'll just say on a personal note, I woke up today and I was feeling just, this is, this is about just, you know, doing things that are good for yourself even when you don't want to do them. I woke up this morning, won't lie, it's an ice storm here in Toronto, and I felt superbly bummed. I mean, a dark-ass shade of blue. And don't worry, everyone, it wasn't black. I'm not on the black zone here in terms of, well, I mean, in the black zone, I'm half black. But I mean, I wasn't in the black zone in terms of my mood. I was just feeling like, you know, this wasn't like a light baby blue. This was like a, we're talking a serious, this is a navy. This is a navy blue, everyone. And I'm like, okay, what is going to make me feel better? And I made an, I made a little list in my phone. I wonder if they're all, I wonder if they're safe to share here. Write in your journal. So I made a list of five things. Write in your journal, did that. Go to the gym, did that. And shower to the gym. It's like, you know what? Someone else is going to clean up this towel. And you know what? 
I'm going to rub my makeup on it, not intentionally, but I tend to like to, you know, even out the bronzer before I put it on my face. And when I'm at home, I do on a piece of toilet paper, but I'm at the gym. I'm like, you know what? You're going to be cleaning these towels in industrial sized machines with hot water. I'm going to friggin' even out my bronzer on this towel and you're going to clean it up. So I went to the gym, do a podcast, doing that right now. Watch Beyonce at Coachella. I can't wait for that one. And the next one is watch uh, an episode of this uh, show that was recommended to me by a few people last night at Book Club, which was amazing. Shout out to Book Club, um, which is called Wild Wild Country. And then I said, you get a reward if you do all of this. If you do three things, you can buy yourself a big bouquet of flowers. If you do all five things, I get to go and get my nails done, mani, petty, shellac, and it doesn't have to come out of my budget. Like, this is just going to be a freebie bonus. Like, I can take out a hundred bucks. I think it's like a hundred bucks with tip or whatever. And I can just go and get this done. I don't need to put it in my budget tracking spreadsheet. I don't need to take it out of my weekly allowance cash that I give myself. This is just, this is a freebie. So if I do all five things, these nails are getting did y'all maybe today. I'm not sure, but these nails are getting dead and I'm, I'm going for it. Like I, after the podcast, all I need to do is watch Beyonce Coachella and, do, and watch an episode of Wild Wild Country. So I'm well on my way to those friggin' nails. And that's what I want. I'm thinking French Manny Petty. French manicure mini pity because it's so classy and makes me feel like oh, makes me feel like Carmela Soprano from The Sopranos. Just I love her. I mean, she took a lot of shit. Don't get me wrong, but like she remained strong throughout. Shout out to Carmela. Shout out to Eddie Falco. Eddie Falco. I'm not sure what it is. So that's what's going on with me. And then the topic for today is um, something that I struggle with quite a bit actually, and I realize this is a thing. It's called guilty green. Oh, I know that's what I just called it. Feeling guilty over not being green enough. But green guilt is actually a thing. I'm going to read you. I found a little definition here. And the number of Americans who admit that they suffer from environmentally related, quote, green guilt, end quote, end quote, has more than doubled in the past three years, according to a new survey. Environmental experts define green guilt as the knowledge that you could and should be doing more to help preserve the environment. And this is this is actually a thing. Like, <clears throat> there's a book that was written. Uh, I can't remember. It doesn't say here when it was, but it was written by uh, a woman named Paige Wolf. And it's called Spit That Out, The Overly Informed Parent's Guide to Raising Children in the Age of Environmental Guilt. And um, one of the things that it uh, talks about is that one of the things that she outlines in the book, rather, is that all of this knowledge that we have about the way in which the world has been ecologically terrorized can actually be overwhelming rather than empowering. Like the sheer volume of it is just bombarding and one of the quotes in the book is we're bombarded with new and contradictory research concerning environmental toxins long-term product effects and the far-reaching impact of every item we purchase and decision we make all this information can feel like too much of a burden to handle and the thing with that is that when we feel overwhelmed that actually doesn't lead to action it leads to being paralyzed um, guilt is actually the only the awareness and the resulting anxiety that we're doing something wrong. It doesn't actually necessarily mean we're going to do something about it. And when it's so overwhelming and the anxiety is so huge, we actually can't act. We just feel paralyzed, right? So 
it was really actually like nice for me to know that this this is a real thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are obviously real problems when it's going like we have a we have a lot to feel guilty about, right? I mean, we've overfished the world's oceans, we export hazardous waste to third world countries. This is according to a HuffPost article, so that we can have the latest techno gadget. We, you know, we keep fueling up despite the oil spills that can, you know, damage the entire ecosystem. So we have a lot to feel guilty about. The problem is that this knowledge is just overwhelming and it's it can be crippling and paralyzing. And that's not helping that's not helping anyone. So what what do we do about it? I think that one of the things that I read on Oprah.com is one of the things that we can do about it is just acknowledge that the small choice that like was global warming your choice? No. Is overfishing the oceans your choice? No. Do what you can in the small ways that you can and choose to feel good about that. Choose to feel good about that. I think a lot of this is just in those little micro interactions. Like for me, straight up, I don't compost, y'all. We have a very small under sink situation happening. We have drawers in our freezer that is a condo-sized freezer. I didn't even know a condo-sized freezer and fridge existed until we have the one that we have now. So it's very small and they're very full. So we don't have anywhere to actually, next to the garbage and next to the recycling, we actually don't physically have anywhere that we can put the compost. And to put it on the counter, y'all, like that's gross. Like I don't want a bunch of fruit flies buzzing around and like be dealing with like stinky countertop compost. So I I don't compost. I'm really good about recycling. I'm good about reusing things. I, you know, I take public transit. I don't drive to work every day. Like when I was biking, there's been many times in my life where I've biked to and from work for entire seasons. I, I, I don't have the greatest hip, so I haven't done that in a little while. Like there was... I haven't done that much lately. Should you hear the guilt? But I have shopped at Value Village. I mean, I try is what I'm saying. I do try. But like, I can't, I can't feel guilty about every little thing that I'm not doing. So I don't compost, but I do take public transit. I do reuse things as much as I can. I do shop at Value Village from time to time. Like there are things that I do do. So I eat, I eat vegetarian a few times a week. I'd say, I would say of the 21 meals that I eat in a week, and I'm pretty regimented about my food. So I know that it's actually 21 meals exactly. I'd say 50% of those are vegetarian. So like, I think that that's, that's something. And I think that that's just it. Focus on what you are doing rather than what you're not doing and just let go of the green guilt, you know? just let go of the green guilt. So that brings us to the listener question for the week. And and the listener question for the week, I, you know, I don't even know if I have an answer for this one, but someone, someone asked me, how do you handle incidences of casual racism or microaggressions or just complete lack of awareness of racialization and the issues that might face racialized people when you're interacting as a racialized person in non-mixed company, so to speak. So how do you handle it? For instance, if someone says, you know, something such as, I don't really think that uh, I see the point of Black Lives Matter. I mean, don't all lives matter? So it's like something, something along those lines. And listen, like I said, I don't know if I have an answer for this one, but I think that you have to you have to 
you have to gauge yourself and you have to gauge yourself. Do I feel capable in this moment of educating? Like, do I feel like I can take this moment to educate this person about why what they said is problematic? You know, so for instance, well, if you look at the Black Lives Matter movement, and I'm not someone who can speak with any depth of authority on this, if you look at a lot of the statistics in terms of who is murdered by police, uh, children in terms of their overrepresentation in children's protective aid, um, you are looking at, and also there was a recent research that came out that showed that racialized people are far less likely to get home loan uh, mortgages for home loans or home loan mortgages, whatever, money from the bank to buy a house. There is a significant overrepresentation of racialized people, particularly in the United States, black people, and in Canada, particularly indigenous people, that would indicate that all lives actually don't matter. They should. All lives should definitely matter. But it seems as if, not seems as if, studies are indicating and there are a significant amount of research and, you know, even just feelings in communities of racialized people and other minorities, the collective feeling is that their lives and their experiences do not matter. And there are a significant amount of things to back this up. There's going to be times when you feel as if you can say those kinds of things and you feel like you can educate. And there's going to be times when you need to decide, I'm tired right now and I'm angry and I just want to walk away. Because what I, what I don't, what I have not ever had a I don't know positive interaction from is when is when I am way too upset and like I can't even bring up points or articulate myself I just I just am so irritated and in those moments for me honestly to this to this listener there have been times where I've just said I completely disagree but whatever and then I walk away and I know that that's really difficult, especially in a work context. Um, you have to kind of pre that up a bit and say, hmm, you know, I really disagree with that. I really disagree with that. You'll have to excuse me. I have a meeting. But in th- there's definitely been situations where with, you know, um, actually a family member, I said, you know what, I think that's kind of ridiculous and close minded, but whatever. And I know, I know that you can really tell that I'm irritated and frustrated, but there's just times where that's just how it has to be. Like times where I can really just be calm and educate people and other times where I'm, I do get irritated. And there's other times where I can actually just kind of walk away calmly and say, you know, you, you might want to, you might want to do a little bit more research. I really disagree with you on that one. I think you might need to look into that one a bit further. I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but I, I, I myself do not know what to do in those moments. There are times where I feel like I can kill it and really educate people. And there's times where I don't even feel as if I have the ability to educate. I don't have the proper knowledge. All I know is that what they've said has upset me. So I guess listener, what I can say is that I identify, I identify with that. And I, I don't, I don't think that there's any like one right way, just whatever your whatever is in your spirit at the moment, whether it's education, whether it's expressing mild irritation and walking away, or whether it's, you know, encouraging them to educate themselves, you pick what feels right for you in that moment. And you know what? Godspeed. Godspeed. It's that's, it's not easy at all. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for that really honest question. Um, I, uh, I hope that that maybe gave you some identification. I don't know if it helped, 
But um, there it is. So thank you for that, listener. And uh, we are going to move into the funny anecdote portion. Just something, a little bit of levity after that, uh, that heavier moment. Because life is heavy and life is light. You need to live in both. And you can hear the, uh, speaking of heavy, you can hear the buzzer going off for the laundry, indicating that it is done. I know that it's done. You don't need to tell me three times. Moving along. I was just reflecting on myself in terms of my habits and how difficult I am to please when I was at the farmer's market relatively recently. And my honest to God thought was this man was talking to me about the salad dressing and I walked by and he said, you really need to try the salad dressing. It's raw. It's vegan. It's dairy free. It's gluten free. You know, it's uh, made here in Toronto. I said, just leave me alone. You're such a hard sell. And then I walked past a soap seller who didn't talk to me. And I'm like, look at this lazy bum. She don't even trying to sell me her product and just just really indicated to me like what how how can you please you Natalie Roach like how can someone please you and the answer is you can't you can't please me I'm unpleasable that's actually not true but I mean I just thought it was kind of funny you know I'm tough to please what can I say I'm tough to please so that is that thank you so much for listening we're going to close out with a recommendation and my recommendation for this week um is challenging your viewpoints challenging your viewpoints i think that in this day and age it's really easy to curate what you consume and what you listen to and i am lately i'm trying to expose myself to viewpoints of people who are different in a form that allows them to actually articulate it so what i mean by that specifically is i actually have listened to jordan peterson i've listened to a podcast um that has a three hour long interview with jordan peterson and while i won't say that i am this you know complete peterson right i don't know if that's even that thing it's not that i agree with him but I think that I'm now much more informed about what the opposing view is and for those of you who don't know Jordan Peterson is an incredibly controversial um a professor at University of Toronto who has um, you might call incendiary views on the use of gender neutral pronouns um, among other things and um, he's just someone who I knew was you know to put it mildly not in the good books of most post-secondary institutions right now um, however I didn't really know much else and I listened to this interview um, that he does with Joe Rogan and I felt a lot more informed like I don't need to be afraid of exposing myself to opposing viewpoints I think that it actually makes my own views more robust because they're much more informed and I can say actually I have listened to the other side I have listened to what you have to say and I disagree for these reasons but I've, I've heard you out um so yeah anyways that's my recommendation for the week challenge your viewpoints listen to someone who has an opposing viewpoint in a way that allows them to actually really get it out um and I've been getting a lot out of that it's been it's been it's been cool to expose myself to you know people who I was previously critical of but to be honest with you didn't really actually know what their full stance was and I feel much more informed about what Jordan Peterson's stance is I I don't agree with a lot of it but there there are some things that I he kind of gave me food for thought um and I hope that uh, I don't get fired for <laughs> for saying that anyways freedom of speech. So that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please email me at allmymixedfeelings at gmail.com. Um, you'll notice that there's a bit of a change in the audio uh, because I redid the listener portion. Uh, I, I redid the listener question portion because um, I realized that I gave identifying characteristics um, and I didn't want the person who asked that question to um, have identifying characteristics associated with that. So anyways, uh, thank you so much again for listening. Allmymixedfeelings at gmail.com. And thank you so much. Bye.